Have you ever had the experience where you feel like you're under attack and your natural reaction is to either fight back or shut down? Help is at hand. Welcome to Mindfulness for Beginners. Hello, my friend. I hope you're happy. I hope you're peaceful. It's your old pal, Sean. And by the time you hear this, I'll be arriving in Plum Village, Thich Hans Monastery in France. I'm really excited to spend a week with the monastics meditating, mindful walking, mindful eating, and yes, mindfully scrubbing the floors. I'll be sharing my experiences in Plum Village on the Patreon page. If you follow the link in the description and become a friend of the podcast, you can listen to those experiences and also listen to guided meditations, music. Every patron is a step towards me being able to do this full-time, so thank you to everyone who has uh, contributed. There's an old story about an artist with a huge ego who knew that the end of his life was coming. He also knew how talented he was, so he had an idea. He was going to cheat death by sculpting 12 perfect replicas of himself. When death arrived at his door, he hid away and waited for the Grim Reaper to give up. Death opened the door and looked at the twelve statues and said, Very clever, but you got the nose wrong on this one. And the artist jumped out and said, Which one? And not everyone has an ego that fragile, but all of us have at one time or another felt our pride tweaked by a comment from someone else. Our ego or our sense of self, combined with traumatic experiences from our past, mean that we can get a bit defensive and overreact to the views of other people. We've talked about our sense of self before in the podcast. Thich Nhat Hanh taught us that our idea of a separate self is an illusion and much of our suffering comes from that view. Rather than seeing ourselves as an individual, a self-sufficient island in the middle of a massive ocean, we can instead see the truth that we are interconnected with everything around us, that we are a continuation of everything that has come before and will continue after we die. In that way, Our ego is defending a me that isn't really there. But seeing ourselves as the universe and the universe in us takes a bit of practice. In the meantime, what can we do to soothe our raging ego? The first thing we can do is to see our ego as our friend. She or he is trying to protect us. So when we notice our pride rising, we can say, there you are, my old friend. You might imagine them sitting next to you listen to what they have to say. And this buys us some time so we don't react and lash out. We can also practice deep listening and mindful speech. When we listen, we listen with our entire being, not half an ear. Seeing the journey of the person speaking up to this point, we can see their suffering and their joy. And when we do this, we give ourselves the opportunity to absorb the intent behind the words instead of seeing them through a lens and jumping to false conclusions. When we feel compassion for the speaker, then we find the true meaning and then speak with loving kindness. Letting go of the ego and the self is something that's not easy, and I struggle with it as much as anyone. Before I discovered mindfulness, I had a strong sense of myself as an individual. I thought that everyone should stand on their own two feet, and my ego, like the artist, was prone to being easily tweaked. 
And my partner would probably say that that hasn't completely changed. I am arrogant enough to have my own podcast after all. But learning to smile at your own ego, like you might smile at a child that's horsing around too much, taking yourself a bit less seriously, it means that you can start to let go of the idea of yourself as a separate being. And that, my friend, is walking the path of happiness. So now we're going to have a guided meditation from the revised version of Blooming of a Lotus on interbeing. And we can take a moment to make ourselves comfortable. And we'll start with three sounds of the bell. And as usual, we're going to begin with our posture. And I would invite you to imagine that you have a thread attached to the crown of your head. And it's gently pulling you upwards into an upright position. Your spine like a stack of coins. Your heart raised upwards and outwards. With your hands comfortably in your lap. And then expanding that spotlight of awareness to your entire body. Noticing where you feel warm or cold. Noticing where you feel calm or tense. Becoming aware of the sensation of the clothes against your skin. And the points of contact between your body and the chair and the floor. And shifting that spotlight of awareness to your thoughts and feelings. And as we go through the guided meditation, just noticing each thought as it arises. And that might be an anxious thought about tomorrow. It could be a happy thought about today. Or a sad thought about yesterday. Sitting with each thought, listening to each thought for a moment, allowing it to leave, and gently and without judgment, bringing your attention back to your breath.
And finally, focusing your awareness on the breath. Noticing that column of air between your nose and your diaphragm. Noticing how the air feels cooler on the way in. Warmer on the way out. Breathing in, I am in touch with the flower. Breathing out, I am in touch with its fragrance and beauty. Flower, fragrance and beauty. Breathing in, I am in touch with the sun in the flower. Breathing out, I know that without the sun there would be no flower. Sun in flower, without sun, no flower.
Breathing in, I am in touch with the cloud in the flower. Breathing out, I know that without the cloud, there would be no flower. Cloud and flower, without cloud, no flower. Breathing in, I am in touch with the earth in the flower. Breathing out, I know that without the earth, there would be no flower. Earth and flower, without earth, no flower.
breathing in. I am in touch with the air in the flower. Breathing out. I know that without the air, there would be no flower. Air and flower. Without earth, no flower. Breathing in, I see the impermanence of the flower. Breathing out, I see the flower becoming compost. Flower impermanent, becoming compost.
And as we end the guided meditation, taking a moment or two to notice any changes in your body, in areas of relaxation, calmness, also noticing any areas that have become uncomfortable and take an opportunity to stretch those. Just giving your body what it needs. Noticing any changes in your mind. And if you feel a sense of calm or peace, then I would invite you to carry that through the rest of your day. And finally, opening your eyes and returning your awareness to the room that you're in. May you be happy. May you be peaceful. And may you see yourself through the eyes of understanding and compassion. Slana will ya? And I'll see you next time.